I'm Brenda Brown, and welcome to Wahine in Progress, the podcast, a space for my personal development junkies to tap into their full potential and true badass Wahine self, here to motivate you on mindset, finance, business, relationship, physical and mental health, and so much more. Wherever you are in your journey, Wahine in Progress is here to activate the conversations to bring you closer to your true, authentic, mogul mindset. Wahine in Progress is here to create an atmosphere and community that will get in behind you and bring you closer to what you want, who you are, and where you want to be. So, let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of Wahine in Progress. I'm so excited to bring this one through to you guys today. I'm your host, Brenda Brown, and we're going to be shooting off with a solo episode. Before we get started in there, I just want to give a big shout out and push out all my gratitude to the ones that have either listened to the podcast, shared the podcast, shared our Instagram handle, which is at Wahine in Progress. I just want to say thank you guys so much. Big because this is a passion project for me and it's just an independent podcast that I do on my own. Me, I only coming up with the second episode. This is an independent podcast. Um, <laughs> but no, because this is a passion project, this is something that I, I love seeing. Like I love seeing a spark in people, the little achievements, big achievements, whatever, them stepping outside of their comfort zones to achieve, extending past what they thought they could achieve like it's the most beautiful thing to see it's amazing so that is why I love the podcast or seeing people's little successes or big successes so sharing this and chucking this up on your Instagram it really it really helps a lot because it means that hopefully that spark can ignite just just a few sparks down a few towns over or whatever like that so thank you so much now, <laughs> the current climate. We are currently in in level three. No, what's what's the day today? Wednesday. We're currently in level two now. We just dropped down at eleven fifty nine on Tuesday. I am recording this podcast on the Wednesday, and oh my goodness, like it's so funny because. Before the announcement was made and all you could see on the news was new cases rolling over in Auckland and stuff like that, there was kind of like, there was kind of no cap on when lockdown or the levels might change because, you know, progressively I think there was like one case at the time when we dropped to level four. So you think one case, oh my gosh, and we dropped to level four before that. And then coming in, and then there, there was like averaging like maybe five cases or something just before this the level change was made. And it's like, well, if one case dropped us to level four, then all of these consistent cases coming through. Uh, so you could presume, but then there was just, there was no way of telling 100%. And then so I had gotten my mindset into a place where I just, I made things happen. Like I adapted and my mindset was, well, this is how things are at the moment. Like I still need to get wages done. I still need to do payroll. I still need to apply for, so there was like the COVID wage subsidy, the 
what is it, the resurgence support payments, staying on top of what your requirements are for going back to work if you're level three. No, if you, when we drop down to, actually, we can work in level three. Yeah, so in level three. And then, yeah, so it's just staying on top of everything when it comes to the company. And then there was the stuff at home as well. And just staying in my own, like keeping true to myself and and acknowledging what I need as well outside of looking after my kids and having the kids home full time. And so stuff like I had just gotten into um, back up into my fitness and healthy eating about, I want to say, two weeks before lockdown. And I was seeing some really good results. So it was just like, it was motivating me to keep going. And then a week after lockdown, you kind of just, you're in that adjusting period. So I adjusted my mindset and then I was back into things. So I was like, okay, well, if I want to exercise, I'm going to have the kids. This is the way things are. So exercise, exercise. I like... Don't let anything stop you if that's what you want to do. So I would just bring the kids to the workshop with me, which are fine because it was just like my bubble going back and forth between between our workshop. And then exercising, if I wanted, if I needed to exercise, which I did, I said in my mind I want to at least exercise five five times a week. I've got an app that I'm using at the moment. So if it meant me skipping a day, I would smash out two exercises the next day. So that was my mindset. Get things done. You can do it. This could be the new norm for a little bit longer. And then I was telling my husband, I think it was on the Monday. <laughs> I was like, oh man, like the kids have been so good. And just this time to slow down a little bit. It's been like, I feel like I could do this longer, you know, for the good of the nation or whatever cheesy stuff like that. I was like, you know, I'm fine with this. And yeah, like this, this is fine. Like I've, I've worked out a schedule routine now, got things going. I've gotten Kenzie's lessons sorted. And then when the announcement was made that we were going to level two, Oh, so funny. I swear I must have like flipped a, flipped a switch or something because so we found out that we we're going to level two at 11.59 on the Tuesday. Schools will be opening core hangers on the Thursday for working parents. And so we had like that little gap in between, which was the Wednesday. And I swear, I swear it was like incontinence urgency. You know, when you need to go toilet and you're, you're kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, I need to go toilet. That's how I felt with um, when we were in level three. I, uh, like, I need to do this, but this is how things are. So I was like, okay. Like, yeah, so imagine, oh, I need to go toilet. And then maybe about five or six minutes. Oh, sheesh, that's right. I should really go to the toilet now because I need to go to the loo. And then as soon as you go to the toilet and you get to that door, especially if you're at a public toilet and you have to turn those things and you are busting. So that is called incontinence urgency. And it's just like when the connection between physical and mental, they kind of collide. And it's like you can almost like your brain, your brain, 
Your brain creates an urgency in you because you can see what you need that it needs to get you there as fast as possible. So think of it as like almost like a survival method. Anyway, so that was me on the Wednesday. Think of my Wednesday as the toilet door. I was just like, I had had it. I was like, nah, like no, my kids, no. Workshop, I didn't even go down to the workshop. So we had our office lady down there and, I, and like uh, like I wanted to go down there and get things sorted because we had wages on the Thursday as well. But I was just like, no, nah, nah, not happening. Like I was over it. I was just like counting down the hours until the kids were at school the next day. And so it was funny seeing everyone's Instagrams and reels and stuff like that. And I'm like, yes, like I can relate. Everyone had their school bags, uniforms, shoes out. Everything was ready for the Thursday. That's exactly how I felt. So it was funny how mindset could play a difference into how you react externally and how... Like, my mindset changed, so the way that I coped with situations changed 100%. Like, I was fine the day before when the announcement was made, and then as soon as my brain could see that, like, an impending situation coming, then I was just like, no, you you need it straight away. You need it ASAP. You're over all of this stuff now. You need to get there faster. And which brings us into today's discussion conversation. I want to say conversation. Conversation sounds a bit lighter and nice and like we're actually having a corridor to one another. Today's conversation is about limiting beliefs. Depending on the format that you've heard this in, I can understand how this might sound a bit woo-woo. Um, like a lot of things that sound woo-woo to people, it, I am the most A to B person that you can think of. Like if you can back it up, I'll believe you. You know, like, proof is in the pudding type of person. But all these things have been, you know, like, scientifically proven. There's studies that have been done. and So limiting beliefs. Get the woo-woo side out of your head and let's get into what the meaning is. And, you know, like, the actual scientific, the proven scientific thesis on limiting beliefs and how that reacts from your from your psychological state to your physiological state to your physical state. So limiting beliefs is when you create a limited opinion of yourself and you believe it into existence. For example, if you like pinch that pinch behind the back of your butt, your leg, your tummy and you say I am fat, I need to lose weight. Physically, no matter how much you change, if that is your mindset and that's what you keep telling yourself, you're, that's what you are to you. It's something that other people won't be able to understand because there's different origins that have created that belief in you. So there are like societal origins of limited beliefs. In New Zealand, we could contribute a lot of that to tall poppy syndrome. Um, yeah, so societal, it could be your upbringing. So another thing that is common, like antipodium, 
So Aussie New Zealand with your upbringing that that affects, that influences the beliefs that you create around yourself, learn helplessness. So it's when you're constantly and consistently told that you can't do something or or someone tells you that you're not good enough, there's going to be a psychological adaptation a psychological, no, a physiological, because physiological is literally when you change on a cellular level to adapt to that. So a physiological change in your body that is going to say, when you come up to an obstacle, oh, I'm not good enough. And I think that influences limiting beliefs in terms of nature versus nurture. So that is definitely a nurture perspective of it so yeah learn helplessness what is it um religious origins so does that make sense in terms of limiting beliefs so the way that i want to like into the way that i want to weave limiting beliefs into this conversation is imagine having a bomb ass business idea could be a product a service or everything in between, like something that you want to achieve. It's like a dream goal, an end goal, but you haven't gotten there yet. Have you tried identifying what your limiting beliefs could be? Are you coming up to certain obstacles and you think, like, I, and I completely understand this because I grew up in a small town. I live in a small town currently. And so there's... Everyone's heard of small town syndrome. And it's the the type of thing where if you wear, you know, if you dress up a little bit or you try to make yourself nice a little bit and then you go into town and then you get the eye rolls that look at you and they're like, oh, who the fuck, sorry, I'm going to swear. Oh, who the fuck does this chick think she is? Does she think she's in Auckland or something like that? Like, like situations like that and that kind of plants a seed in you. And you slowly start limiting yourself and you think, oh, I can't wear that. I can't wear red lipstick to go do my shopping because people are going to look at me and think, oh, I think I'm too good for them or, or that who the heck do I think I am? And, and that is a belief that you've instilled in yourself. The only one and the only thing that is stopping you from doing that aren't the people that are saying the things, it's you. So imagine all those limiting beliefs that you have or all those external thoughts that you think other people might have or that you have on yourself. Imagine changing that personal pronoun to, oh, she's too dumb to to do that. Oh, yeah, but she's a bit hoary. Oh, but she's not that pretty. Oh, she's a big girl, though. Imagine changing those... No, not imagine... I want you to change those personal pronouns into I. So instead of saying, she's a bit hoary, you say, I'm a bit hoary, because that is what you're doing when you reinforce limiting beliefs in your life. Limiting beliefs is understanding that you are your only obstacle. And it's going to be, like, it's a tough thing, because limiting beliefs, it's just a term that's been given to something that, most of us would have experienced. And it's something that was 
probably put in place for our survival. So you think as cavemen and, and cavewomen, a woman needed to survive nine, nine, well, I feel like my pregnancies were like 10 months, most pregnancies, eh? but like nine to 10 months for the human race to survive and to be able to procreate and for the human race to go on. So we had to be cautious. We had to overthink certain situations. Our flight or fight response, we would, for our survival, we would keep ourselves into a flight response. We would stay safe. We would think about situations before doing it. Where men, they only needed to survive during the act so that they could plant the seed, get their end away, and then... uh, If they died the next day, the human race would continue. So that's why they've got a different um, physiological makeup from women, where they're a bit, oh my gosh, they're a bit out the gate, you know. You know, they're a bit more daring. They, They act before they think. This is all part of our makeup. But things have changed now. Societies, the construct, our contribution as females to the world and how we, you know, we're more than just mothers and and child bearers. We can be anything we want in this day and age. And so it's taking what we were given, nature, trying to push away the nurture side of things, so all the external influences, and reaching deep down and thinking, you know, I can do this. I can do everything and anything. Now, I, I don't expect anyone to wake up tomorrow. And so if you've, you've had a goal and you're like, oh, I want to start an online clothing business. I don't expect anyone to wake up the next day. I can guarantee if you've had a business idea that you've looked at quotes, you've looked at styles, you've, you've, you know, you've done your research. I don't expect you to wake up and spend your life savings on getting that stock in and just going like that. There's a, I'll link her into, into the, um, the notes of this podcast, but there was, I think she's, she runs business babes, but she's, uh, super successful CEO. I've just come off the back of one of her podcasts and she talks about the 10% method. So she said, you wouldn't look at running a marathon or a triathlon. I couldn't even tell you what is in a marathon or a triathlon because I've never done anything like that. But, you know, I heard it's pretty intense and that you need to train for that stuff. So you wouldn't expect to wake up tomorrow, I wouldn't expect to wake up tomorrow and feel comfortable with doing a marathon or a triathlon. Like that would put my body into shock and that would be trauma. And then that would affect me in a way where I would be like, I'm never doing that again. So the 10% method is 10% slowly adjusting every day to work towards your dream goal. So that could be 10% is maybe this month I am going to recognize what my limiting beliefs are that are stopping me from this dream goal. Because I tell you, you're going to have a lot of limiting beliefs, whether it's 
about your appearance, about your relationship, about um, family relationships, friendships. There's going to be limiting beliefs embedded in all areas of your life. But in terms of your dream goal, recognising the limiting beliefs that are hindering you. So that could be 10% there. The next one is getting into where the origins of those limiting beliefs are. Our next goal could be acknowledging those limiting beliefs and why you felt that way. Our next goal could be what practices could I put in place to expel one of those limiting beliefs a day. The next stage could be affirmations, an affirmation solely focused on a single limiting belief. So if you, like, imagine if I say, oh, I never finish anything, so I've, like, I don't want to put too much into this in case I don't stick to it and then, you know, like, I've wasted my time, my money, or I don't want to tell people about this because I might not finish it or stick to it or all of the above. I recognise that. I accept that that is how I feel and it could be because, I don't know, maybe your parents told you you were half pie. Oh, you're so half pie. If they told you that all the time. And so you think, oh, well, I'm half pie. So if, like, if I don't finish something, that's just who I am. Acknowledging that and then putting in a practice that will slowly negate that limiting belief. It could be acknowledging that, so if you're a mother, you give so much to your child and so much of yourself, your child is happy and loved. That is not a halfway method. You provide for your family in some way, whether it is financially or not. Like, how is that halfway? You creating the Instagram page for a business idea that you had, that is not halfway. So it's reaffirming the opposite of that limiting belief, believing that you can. If you can believe that you can't and create a physiological adaptation, so (laughs) physiological adaptation is when psychologically you think something into existence and you create a new pathway in your brain that creates a response from your body to that psychological belief. So say, and like I said, all of this is for survival. So say I go out one night and I get attacked. Or maybe someone threatens me my body is going to remember that and a new pathway will be created to be mindful when I'm out and to have a fight or flight response if someone touches me on my shoulder if it's nighttime and I'm out to flinch and react straight away like that is a physiological adaptation so if these limiting beliefs created a physiological adaptation you can sure as hell believe that you can do the opposite 
you can break down that limiting belief and create a new pathway to say, yes, I can. Does that make sense? Like, I hope, because I can, I can kind of run off a tangent with these things, and I hope that I'm making sense in the wholeness of it, and that we're throwing away the woo-woo side, or what people may think would be the woo-woo in this, and we're looking at it from an individual point of view. Another example is if you if you wake up, look in the mirror, and you don't like what you see, and you say, ugh, like, I'm fat, or ugh, look at, you know, I've got acne. Who, I mean, you know, when I was younger, I used to have cystic acne. Um, but it's taking responsibility for those thoughts and recognising them. And imagine looking in the mirror saying... I am enough, I am at home in my body, I am grateful for what my body can do, I am kind to my body. Imagine waking up and instilling that mindset into yourself instead of saying the other negative things. Do you think over time that that might change that belief and alter that belief so that you can function and be your authentic self and who you've been and everything that's been given to you in this universe to become your authentic self. Well, I hope that this episode has resonated with some of you and that you can take something away from this and start looking at your limiting beliefs and getting on top of that because let's not let's not have to play on hindsight to think of the Oh, imagine if, or if I had only done this. And it's not going to be a comfortable journey. But there's a quote that says, Growth is uncomfortable. You have to embrace the discomfort if you want to expand. Be not afraid of discomfort. If you can't put yourself in a situation where you are uncomfortable, then you'll never grow and you'll never change. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Pai tora, and I will see you in level, well, we're in, I will see you in level two. Kakite. Ka